Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. The only thing better than watching TV is taking it personally. You guys, it's taking it personally. I am so excited. This is a marathon recording afternoon evening that we are having, and I'm extremely here for it. We had some energy. We had some sass about all things housewives. and Friction. Let- <laughs> We had some, we had a little, we had a little friction, which I mean, what more could you ask for, for a Bravo housewives? Just glad I didn't get socked in the jaw. <laughs> Maybe I was waiting for this. Yeah. Um, welcome to Taking It Personally, Andy's Girls guest co-host, someone who has a couple thoughts, things to say about a show that you like to call UGT, which I cannot support. It does sound like a um, like pregnancy prevention device. It sounds like, it sounds, it's not, it does feel medical, but yeah. it feels like I don't know. I'm, I'm just not, I'm not here for it. We're yeah. going to call it Ultimate Girls. You Ultimate can Girls continue show. calling it UGT because you have the right to say. Yeah, it's just TMI. <laughs> UGT is TMI. Welcome to Taking It Personally, writer, performer, most recently the director of Countess and Friends, Ben Rimmelauer. Ben, how are we? I am Manzoed with children, baby. <laughs> I knew I'd think of it. <laughs> okay, wait. So we do need to discuss Ultimate Girls Trip, but I do have a question for you. Yes. So what is your current... Have you seen all four seasons? Yes. What's your ranking in terms of your own personal enjoyment, which might be different from like... You know what? I didn't most- watch the third season. That okay, was that's like, what I was going to ask you. That was... Who was on that? Everybody Terrible. It was just a bad season. I was like... Not, not Everybody <clears throat> Terrible, but it was just a, a terrible season. I was with the A-list in... Where were they? In not St. Bart's. They were in the Bahamas somewhere. Okay. Where where did they go in the first season? I forget. In the tropics. Yeah. And then I was at Bluestone Manor. How could you forget? Like some real drama. We did not go to Thailand. No. No. And I am in St. Bart's, and I'm loving it. Okay. So what's your ranking? Noting that we're removing season three because you didn't see it of one, two, and four. I think that four is my favorite so far. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. I'm in love. Are you? I'm in love. More than one. One was amazing. I thought it was like the best TV show I'd ever seen at the time. Yeah, agree. Very light. It ultimately made me upset to watch Ramona. um, Be racist. You know, I wasn't even angry at Ramona on that season. I was like. Why is she here? She can't be here. Like, Mm -hmm. I was angry at her and I thought she was racist, but it got me. I was like watching TV, like on her final New York season, you know, I was like, yeah, that's educator, Ebony, you know, but I was just like, she can't say that. Like, she's got to learn. Like, but I, but like on Housewives, on Ultimate Girls Trip with Ramona, that season, I was just like, it just made me sad. And also, you know, it made me sad with Cynthia Bailey, who I had loved. Oh, she she was really going through She came to Luann's shows twice. She was so... So she's nice one, to me. She's wonderful. And I filmed. I've interviewed. Um, she's incredible. Uh, the Giovanni video with her. Oh, the and love, love. I've I was like Cynthia Bailey is like the coolest. I'm like she's all incredible. In. She's literally a star. But 
I did. I had. I had a crush on what's her name, um, the other woman from Atlanta that was on with Cynthia on Ultimate Girls Trip. Oh my god, I, Kenya. I, Kenya, because I'd never seen Atlanta. Like I didn't oh, know Kenya from Hollywood. Kenya is a literal but Kenya, star as well. I was obsessed with Kenya, yeah. and I just thought Cynthia was like so sad on that mm. season. It made me sad to watch her, and. The Teresa and Melissa situation, even though it wasn't nearly at its worst at all, no, it was like nothing good. bad it happened, was, were the but it five. felt like the calm before the storm. Yeah. And like Teresa, like mm. even though she was pretty well behaved, especially mm-hmm. considering like how she's been lately, like on that season, just the way that she sort of would seem to like when everybody else was like fucking Ramona and Teresa was kind of like, I like it. You know, I was just like, it just made the whole thing just kind of like made me feel sad as opposed to this one. That really the only thing that's like sad here is like Kelly, but like it's Kelly doing what she was hired to do. That's sad, you know, just like and then and Kristen, who I, by the way, also had good. Actually, both Kristen and Kelly were very sweet to me at all the um, Luann shows, mm-hmm. all those former New York housewives. Um, They're professionals. They're, uh, they're Cindy Barshop. Yeah, and um, what's her name with the leg? Um <laughs> Aviva was a doll. I fucking loved Aviva. And honestly, Jill Zarin, who I'd had like weird experiences with on social media, like all my time with Luann, Jill was like, could have been like one of my aunts, like, you know, Lovely. like wiping lipstick Jill. off my we cheek, Jill. you know? Yeah. Um, and by the way, I'm like very pro Jill ever since she released that statement about like um, Roe versus Wade and everything. I thought that was really brave and like important of her. Mm-hmm. And just like, I was like, you know, and it's not the side of the aisle. It was not her being like the way we are in America. Like, this is what my team believed. Like, she took a stand on an issue that, you know, yeah, in, in a really made, personal, in a very personal impactful way. way. Yeah. So I was really impressed with that. But anyway, uh, and I love her daughter. But um, what was my point of that? Oh, but so Kristen Teichman is like, fine. I mean, like, you know, she's... I'm not saddened. Everything that goes right or wrong with Kristen Teichman on the season, I'm not, it doesn't make me feel bad. I mean, I'm just, you know, I'm watching the show. But the thing that fills me with absolute just bliss is that I think Luann has never been better. Mm. I watch her and I'm just like, this is like, I honestly think Luann on this season might be like the, best performance by a housewife in all these years because she's completely interesting. She's not boring at all, Mm -hmm. but she never, you never uh, are worried about her. you never feel sorry for her. You always kind of feel like she, she, she's kind of like not mean to anybody. Like Mm -hmm. she'll, she'll, she's outie when she's outie, but like she gives Kelly good advice. She's sort of like a team player. She's fun. She's like down to clown with Ramona and Sonia. Like um, she like can talk to Dorinda. Like I feel like Luann is just like, it just fills me with joy because I love Luann. I had a lot of, you know, we've been through a lot together Yeah. and I, and I've, it hasn't always been this much of like a cakewalk. Although she's gotten over the years, Luann has gotten better and better at navigating the housewives situations. You know, Mm. Um, she hasn't really like looked bad on a housewife season in a long time. Um, but I think she's really in the sweet spot of being like not boring and being like, just like very like good energy. Um, and Ramona's like not pissing me off. And like Sonia is like being herself, but like, you're not like worried. She's going to like get hurt. You're kind of just like, that's our girl, you know? And like, <laughs> you know, it's like, she and it kind of, kind of brings everybody else together. Cause yeah. you know, everybody's like Sonia, you know? And like, um, and and honestly, like Dorinda, who I've always enjoyed because she feels very like East Coast, like she's not fancy, you know, yeah. and I love that about her. She's very salt of the earth. But sometimes like I enjoyed 
the Bluestone Manor season of Ultimate Girls Trip. How could you not? It was just it was dark. thrilling. It was dark. But it was dark. It was and and in dark. a way, it, the darkest thing was Dorinda, you know? Because Vicky's so like a non-human human that like when Vicky's like off on her like crazy tangents, you're kind of just like, that's what I'm here for with Vicky. Like you're not waiting for Vicky to be normal and sad. She's not. Yeah. But Dorinda, like. Dorinda was cool. You always need Dorinda to like come back from the edge so you can yeah. be like, doe, we're still good. Right, yeah. girl? And like she kind of didn't that season. Um, and and I honestly believe her when she said the thing this season about being like, yeah, it's really stressful to being the host. Totally. I, I think she's fucking here in St. Bart's and she's like, I'm on vacation. I mean, I got nervous about Dorinda because I watched all four episodes last night. I got nervous when she got very, very prickly with Kristen repeatedly about the yes. pause stuff. I was like, yeah. oh no, I don't want season two Dorinda to be the only Dorinda. No. But then she got it together. Yeah. And I know that you did just sort of gloss over Kristen, but I think Kristen's having a fucking great season. We needed her. I think yes. it was no, confusing. I, I was honestly being hesitant to say how positive I felt. Why? Because I feel I haven't like I feel like people are not like that into Kristen. Who cares what other people th- I I want to hear your take. I don't care about Well, I'm not like in love with her. I still it's like to me she's kind of like serving a really important role of sort of like you know, everything Kelly has said about the fans and everything like that is like, t- I'm not moving on to Kelly, but I'm just saying for yeah. comparison's sake, it's been sort of psycho and weird and like not good and like breaking the fourth wall in a bad way and whatever. Whereas everything Kristen has said about like how like she, like watching the show feels great. Like I feel like Kristen is there for us as the audience to be like, what's the cousin on the Adams family or the Munsters oh, who's know. like, you know, they're all like Dracula and Frankenstein. Thursday, and then there's one that looks like a normal, like, yeah, 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 yeah. like girl yeah. next door. And yeah. she, but she's like their niece. Right. Like, I feel like Kristen is very like, I'm not like a weird reality TV person. <laughs> I just like thought it'd be fun to come to St. Bart's. I think the difficulty there is that Kelly is on a Real Housewives of New York trip and Kristen is on Ultimate Girls trip. Totally. So totally. Kelly's like, why are you talking? Have you posted that on threads? I did say that on, I keep forgetting to post on threads. You gotta do it on threads. I did say it on Instagram stories. I'm so yeah. bad. I need to thread more. I'm bad at threading. But like, I think that is the problem here is that Kelly, because Kelly hasn't watched anything, Kelly is still operating as if she is on a classic New York trip where you don't talk about fans, you don't talk about the episodes in this way. So it feels strange and almost not even counterproductive, but like you're going to fuck up the show if you focus on how you're watching it. Kristen, Although she then turned around and talks about it now more than anybody, except in a really psycho way. Can we not use the word psycho way with Kelly? Excuse me. In a really... It's weird because when I met Kelly with Luann a couple of times, she was always so cool and lovely and definitely like the sort of narrative Luann always gave me about Kelly, who she seemed to have like a real, I don't know if they're close, close friends. No, 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 but they they care. true friendship. They care about each other. They 100% care about each other. Luann was always like, you know, she just, TV made her crazier. TV wasn't good for her. She wasn't good for TV or whatever. And like- Which I think is true. Totally true. And it's shocking. Kelly would say maybe. It's shocking how- at least so far, like, like obviously this is what the producers wanted putting her there, right? Like it's very like Scary Island too, but like it's shocking to me how Kelly has just gone right back into the same pattern. Well, that was something that members of the cast said in the lead up to yeah. the show that Kelly was going to have some moments and I didn't believe them. Yeah. Honestly, I have to tell you, I thought that they were just saying it. Same. And when the episode started, I was like, they were just talking out of their ass. I think the difficulty here is that sometimes 
Kelly experiences things in a way where she assumes people have information that they don't. Totally. So if she's saying that she's in a relationship with someone and it's complicated, she genuinely, to me, is not lying, is not being... No, like, I, I believe it 100%. I think she 100% thinks that she told other people things. Totally. I don't think it's... I don't, th- don't want to think about it in terms of like a diagnostic thing because the thing that really made me kind of sad during this season, which I think is so interesting. I'm so here for Can it. Can I just defend my diagnostic thing? Because I Absolutely. actually, I didn't mean to be diagnostical No, no, about no, you're just using But language. I shouldn't have, because honestly, what I think about Kelly is that like many of us, she's probably somebody who like had like a like somewhat like traumatic like high school experience or like summer camp or like yeah. <clears throat> whatever that thing is. I think that this experience of being in the house with all these women like really triggers her to be in a cast with these women like that. Is like I think that in Kelly's day to day life with her kids in yeah. New York with her career, I don't know, but I wouldn't be surprised if Kelly is not erratic generally. And I don't a, think she has like very positive relationships. She said repeatedly, and I believe it that she she can't be in a position where she feels like she can go that because she's so responsible for so much. But I think that she gets which I 100 percent believe. You know, and she gets caught up in but it in a crazy way because it's like. The you know the thing about I totally believe what you said that like you know she doesn't remember if she said oh it's complicated or oh we're engaged or whatever right I think that is her truth and it is yeah. a relationship that probably there are different ways she could describe it depending on what her last text exchange was or whatever how she's feeling how comfortable she feels in that moment what's the context of the conversation all very innocent and understandable yeah. but I think when she tries to play the reality TV game and decides she's going to go for Kristen, it doesn't work out. It doesn't work out, you know, and, and they, it's amazing how much they throw her under the bus because the rest of them are not like, Oh, I'm not sure. I don't remember. They're all like, I've never heard of a fiance. They pretty much gaslight her. I don't think they're gaslighting her. I think that they're saying we did, we did not have that information. I don't think that's I was gaslighting, su- but they definitely take, they all are sort of ready to have, they're Kristen not letting back, it lie and they're not letting it lie. Right. And to be honest, this you might disagree with, but and even Luann, who I think does care about Kelly, it seemed to me like when they were giving her shit about being on the phone, for example, Which like I by the pool. Believe, I didn't. I didn't agree with them. Like I'm, I do that in Fire Island all the time. I'm like, go to your room. You're annoying me. But like, I'm open about it. I'm not like, you know. Okay. But like, it seemed to me one of a couple of examples where they all said. They know about Kelly's history. Even Dorinda sat there while she put on her makeup and watched Scary, Scary Island, Island on her iPad, which yeah. was hilarious. I know, I did love that. Itself. I did love that. But like, I think like a little bit in their like producing hats, I don't think they were like necessarily not wanting to trigger Kelly. Like, I think they oh, were wow. happy. I think they knew. A little Kelly got in Ireland. So. A little yeah. Kelly got in Ireland. Yeah, very much. And I think that, I kind of think that. I felt like in that moment, God bless, like we all have different lives and different responsibilities. I'm not taking away from like what Dorinda is responsible for and also like her difficulty and challenges. She talked about financially, yeah. like having Bluestone Manor is not an inexpensive no. undertaking and it's never yeah. going to end. Like those grounds need maintenance yeah. year round. That's never not going to be a totally. cost. So I'm not taking away from it. But I do think Kelly has a very different work responsibility oh, totally i relate to kelly yeah and i'm like, never not working you look know at mauricio with the agency look at totally. anybody on million dollar listening real estate you have she says it and it's like you're not getting a salary you're paid off of your commission but they all got that too they said they i don't said, know that they got it they felt like she was performing and like stretching well, her leg while she's on a phone call i didn't think she was i think she's working in real estate making deals regardless though yeah. like 
I don't. I think they were happy to trigger her. I, Oy vey. I, I, I mean, I don't think they wanted her to like be in danger, but I think that they were happy to have good TV of Kelly having one of her famous meltdowns. And I, I think that they were a little like poking the bear on purpose. I think taking out the happiness, I think that there could be something to be said for poking the bear and refusing to give a little bit of grace or getting tired with grace. But here's the thing when it comes to Kelly's trauma, I don't know what happened to her in her life. I don't know what happened to her in her childhood. She references the fact that her father, his parenting style was to instruct her to internalize all of her feelings. I think that is abundantly clear and who can't connect with that, by the way. But I think her trauma, we've all seen on Housewives. And this is what made me really sad in watching those episodes. Imagine being in Kelly's position Mm. where the number one trio of episodes arc of any franchise is when we are watching this person potentially have some sort of episode. Obviously, it wasn't a great situation for Kelly, regardless of how she describes it. We know too much information because of the season three reunion. We know that there was a producer who was assigned to bring her back from the trip. It was not a great situation for Kelly. So imagine being in Kelly's position who for reasons dealing with defensiveness or not wanting to engage in that or feeling differently about that situation, having maybe a different lived experience than everybody else knowing that people are dining out on that story, that that's their favorite story. And that in that story, she's quote unquote crazy. Yeah. So imagine the trauma of being, I'm really, I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious on that. It makes me a little bit sad because like it almost is, there's almost no way to have that in your history and then come here and not repeat that pattern. And certainly doesn't seem like, Oh, she's changed so much, you know, not to say that I, I bet she was normal in her life prior to that first scary island trip. You know, I think that she came into this situation that provoked her. this. I think it broke now, in her fairness, the first time. I think doing housewives at all kind of broke her. Yeah. I mean that Bethany thing at the bar, you know, I'm up, I'm here, up here, down down here. here. I think that a lot of them go to a dark or at least an unsuccessful place when they try to like play the game, you know? Or call out someone else's poor behavior. Or call out someone Sometimes poor it behavior. doesn't work out. It doesn't their work out. their sense of someone else's poor you know, behavior. And yeah. uh and Kelly really, this that was really tricky for her. But you know what? It's common. And when I think about like, I, do you watch RuPaul's Drag Race at all? No, I'm so sorry. I, I've seen two ep- two seasons maybe I'm of sure some of the listeners Shangela. will know this. Fabulous. There's a drag queen named Fifi O'Hara, who I forget what her original season was. Okay. But it, she's different than Kelly. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, you know, the, there's that workroom thing. You know, it's mm-hmm. not just the reality competition. There's a big mm-hmm. component of it that's all these people in this social situation mm-hmm. together, you know, in this sort of microcosm. And it's very similar to Housewives and some of the dynamics that come. And Fifi O'Hara, in some ways, with the kind of tension that she had with other cast members, where she was looked at in this very negative way by the fans and for years was remembered as such. Oh, wow. Very similar to Scary Island. And similar to this, Fifi O'Hara came back years later on RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars with a whole, um, what do you call it? Not salvation, redemption arc. Mm -hmm. And didn't have a redemption at all. In fact, repeated the pattern. Oh, no. And I just so see that with Kelly right now, you know. And I think she's having a different experience in Scary Island. But I even remember, I mean, like here in the so far, but we're only a few episodes in. I mean, well, we're halfway through, right? Is it eight or ten? Right, but the big drama on Scary Island was like, wasn't that like right? Well, that's different because it was a trip. It was only three episodes or whatever. But this is this isn't that much longer than. But I mean, like a couple days worth of shooting. This is probably a, a week, week and a half. 
I don't we know. What have, I'm we don't say. know that we've reached the. Yeah, we may, we might, or we might here. not have. Yeah. But I'm looking at the tropical flavor jelly bellies that Kelly signed yeah, when wow. we did Andy's Girls Live with Evan. <laughs> Satchels of gold, baby. With Kelly, I remember preparing for that Andy's Girls Live and trying to figure out. And I, honestly, AGs would remember more than I would because it's so out of body. But I remember trying to figure out in my head, like, how do we approach conversation about Scary Island in a way that felt respectful for yeah. Kelly? Because it's like, I'm thinking in my head in preparing for this for a podcast about psychology, like that was not a great trip for her. No. But people people reward it uh, and and feel incredibly positive about it because it was a great arc of episodes. But if you're in a position where she's talking about systematic bullying as yeah. she did on that reunion and yeah. she's not engaging with what other members of the cast not are saying all. happened, yeah. she's saying that didn't happen yeah. and other things happened, but you know, it's because of the editor, the reality, it doesn't exist. That's really difficult to try to figure out how there's to no way to navigate it. It's it's difficult because to navigate the whole it. industry is based on I mean, and entertainment, it's based on and, entertainment. And memes. I mean, in the old yes. days, in the beginning of the housewives, they would do something embarrassing or weird or bad. And the other ladies wouldn't let them live it down. And Taylor they were saying enough, by the way, sorry, to interrupt, they would try but, to shy away from it. Yeah. But by now, they all know that anything memorable they do, no Could matter be, how embarrassing, is money in the bank. I mean, Luann, God bless her, is like, she's constantly going like, oh, we got the yacht. I mean, like, there's there's nothing Luann won't turn into a song. Like, you know, and they're all like that. Anything, Dorinda, make it nice. They all they want. Anything that became like a yeah. catch-all for the fans. The brass ring. They're so happy to have that. And that is what constitutes their legend and they want to make t-shirts and it's smart that's how they fucking capitalize it's brilliant but when something is so currently presently still painful for them what are they to do they're missing out on the merchandising well also but for luann and for any number of housewives dorinda does it with i made it nice sonia with literally everything literally everything lifestyle brand international (laughs) lifestyle brand you have to step out of yourself kelly can't do it totally and so that's the difficulty that we're watching is we're watching other housewives step out of themselves Kristen's taking two steps out she's saying not only am i stepping out of this but i'm i'm associating it with being a viewer and a voyeur, which is yeah. something that Kelly doesn't understand yeah. and is upset by. And because she feels like it's sort of disrespectful to her history. But Kelly is too inside of Scary Island because yeah. she's never been able to or never agreed with the idea of addressing some of the yeah some of what we watched. And that's tough. Like I remember going to the maybe it was the first BravoCon. It was a producer's panel. And the, one of the producers on stage was the producer who escorted her back mm-hmm. to New York. And it's difficult to try to figure out how do you talk about it? Because yeah. I think a lot of people feel the weight of trying to like sort of edge around it because how do you unpack it? without being maybe disrespectful, but also not wanting to be disingenuous. Totally. But this is where you have a point, especially about like the like not like getting into like a diagnostic thing because so much throwing around like the words like psycho, Which is what Bethany did over totally. and over and over again. And listen, again we all her. did it too. Like, you know, maybe, maybe Bethany was calculated, but... Well, I think Bethany was also was trying a, to react it was a in natural real time response to like not understanding what was what happening. This, right. This person is but saying that almost, things were happening that weren't happening. But it almost is, it does such a disservice to Kelly it if do, she does that is. to herself. Oh. And it seems like she might have done that to herself. Because you if, you, if you have an experience where you behave erratically, as we all can, because we're all human beings. Amen. And you look back at that experience and you go, whoa, 
I watched that episode, something was up with me. I need to really think about what made me feel powerless or what made me feel trapped and how I behaved in that situation and what was it. And, you know, you take some of the scariness away so that you can look at it and work through it. But if you're afraid to go, I don't want to be crazy. I'm not crazy. If you let these labels prevent you from like, you know, peering into the window, you don't get the insight you need to be able to like go, okay, now I know this about myself. Situations like this, X, Y, Z, make me feel like X, Y, Z. And if that were to happen to me again, I know that about myself. So instead of like, you know, in a sense, we gaslight ourselves, right? Because Mm -hmm. we go like, you know, we give all the power to the scary feelings instead of being like, I've been here before. I know this about myself. Right now it feels like I'm being bullied by, you know, uh, Ramona and Sonia, you know, but- I actually know that even if they are bullying me, the emotional reaction I'm having inside has to do with my own stuff. It's not really logically about events that are happening in real time in this room right now. And even if it is, the best thing for me to do would be to remove myself and get to a safe space where I can like process what I'm feeling and and feel okay because I shouldn't deal with any of them who don't necessarily have my best interests at heart until I've taken care of myself and I feel solid and I can face whatever comes my way. That's a tall order, but that's the work we have to do on ourselves. But if we're putting labels on ourselves, then it becomes, you know, if I'm actually psycho, if I am psychotic, if I'm someone who like is unredeemably like mentally deranged, I can't face that, right? That's too scary for me to look at. So I can't do the work. I'm just going to put it in a closet and hope it doesn't come back. And because she's not actually like mentally ill where she like can't face the world, let's assume that maybe Kelly hasn't had experiences like this in these last 10 years because she's been having a happy, successful life outside of these kinds of situations and probably is surprised, even though maybe we're not, that this has like put her, granted so far, not to the level that that was. But even a little bit probably feels really shitty to her, especially coupled with the sort of history of like this happened before it's happening again, you know. Well, nobody wants to be the butt of a joke or to feel like they're being made fun of or to have their reality questioned and being like there's language that's loaded in talking about a person's uh, mental health, which we really don't know anything about when it comes to Kelly. But like there's the assignment of a person where it's like a negative connotation of like you're quote unquote crazy. Imagine receiving that and not and not agreeing with it, but not knowing how yeah. to kind of escape it. And that has been assigned to Kelly since Scary Island yeah. 150 years ago. Yeah. And now you're back with people who you felt like you would be safe with, probably given any number of promises by production about how this was going to go. And maybe you're aware of it or not, but it seems to be going in a place that's not helpful with people who aren't agreeing with you yeah. about how you are describing the reality of the current circumstance. And I also think Kelly's not the only one who has difficulty dealing with the reality of a situation. Dorinda talking about the pause and Dorinda saying, which is a through line of Dorinda for many years of I'm not angry. You're wrong. You're lying. Dorinda's toxic. You're off the I mean, and Dorinda's probably an alcoholic, but the thing about Dorinda is that it goes out. What do you mean? When Dorinda gets enraged to a fault, she fucking bites and she takes it out on but people. She does it with a smile while saying she's while saying you're crazy for but saying. But sometimes that I'm it's mad. not with a smile. Sometimes it's really like yeah. a mad Agreed. dog. Agreed. But it's still external. I think that Dorinda sleeps okay that night. I think Dorinda. I think as, she has a lot of shame. 
But I think it's it's that kind of like hangover guilt. Like okay. I don't I don't think Dorinda goes back to a scary dark place inside the way Kelly does. I think maybe just Dorinda has a very strong, confident personality. And for all the like actual issues she clearly has, she also has a certain base of being like a healthy surviving person. She got through the loss of her husband, et cetera. You know, I think like whatever whatever challenges Dorinda faces and sometimes meets them in bad ways, I think that there's a base of Dorinda knowing that she can go back to Bluestone Manor and she's not, I don't think Dorinda is going to like cry herself to sleep for six months. I don't think Kelly is. I think there's a lot of unprocessed. I mean, like you said, her father telling her to internalize her feelings. There's definitely unprocessed trauma. Like if I were Kelly coming on this trip, first of all, maybe you could argue that was a bad choice, but maybe there's lots of good justifications for her to do it. But like, wouldn't you then like, Honestly, forget about like letting your therapist be on Real Housewives on camera. Mm. I would sit with my therapist and watch Scary Island and find a safe space, if not a therapist, a friend, someone I can like process this with and start to come up with some ideas of like these situations are going to happen where, you know, I feel bullied because that's the nature of group dynamics. And, you know, I'm sensitive, so I might feel that even when people aren't really doing anything horrible, mm-hmm. but also they might do horrible things because they're all playing this reality TV game. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't seem like she did anything to protect herself in this experience, Kelly, other than her normal guards, which actually make it worse. I think Kelly sometimes is her own bait. Yeah, totally. and that can be really, really tough when you're it's sort of like you're provoking yourself yeah and then people are reacting to that provocation and it doesn't go to a place that's helpful for her or anyone else because the difficulty is other people are bonding in reaction to her behavior yes, so then she's totally she's Kristen, even more isolated who is like on the outs with dorinda is literally like cuddling spooning who yeah. she's dorinda and maybe luann i forget who the other person yeah. was and being like how do i fucking deal with this this is this is a mess but you also just have to have some self-awareness. I think she is self-aware. When she says to Luann, I'm worried about Kristen, like for her to think that that is like the issue at hand in that moment is so out of touch. At the table, if there's one thing you can guarantee, like Luann's not, your one true supporter here is not going to like you clinging a glass in the middle of her story, which by the way, before Luann, before Kelly did that, everybody else was sort of like, oh, Luann. People were interrupting Luann. She was barely, Luann kept trying to make that story happen and not getting a chance. Oh, I thought people were engaged in the threesome. Finally, because Luann kept, she kept trying to get it in. You know, she wouldn't let it go because Luann never lets it go, right? But she finally got up to bat, which is all the more reason not to cut her off. Kelly cuts her off and everybody else who had been sort of like, Make not really being a good audience to Luann, all of a sudden, in just like you said, bonding over Kelly's craziness, they all they all jumped on to like, you don't cut off the countess. You know, five minutes later, she couldn't get her story out. And um, and then when she does make her toast, let's toast to Kristen, who'd made this dinner and immediately goes to talking about herself. And then she maybe could have really like done some good healing there. When she gets emotional, very vulnerable. I was like in love with you, Dorinda. Like, you know, it's a weird Kelly thing and it's not about Kristen, but it felt real coming from her. I believe that she thought Dorinda was like cool and fabulous and looks like Princess Di or whatever the Mm -hmm. fuck she was saying, you know. And certainly that's going to work on Dorinda, Mm -hmm. you know. And the other ladies would be happy for them to have that moment. But 
she couldn't let it go at that. Then she had to be like, but then you, you know, it was it was like, I'm sorry, but kind of a thing. And I was just like, here we go. Off and, to the races. Well, and also the whole thing about Ashley Madison of like, you need to share with us. That was weird. It was a not Especially great coming from pivot. Her. It was a not great pivot that Kristen handled and was able to reposition. Except for one thing. I'm glad you brought it up. What? That she didn't out and out say that he cheated? No, no, no. I support her however she wants to navigate yeah, yeah, yeah. that. And like, I certainly don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know the right answer. If she, what she did wasn't ideal, I don't know what would be. Mm-hmm. But what threw me about that was coming out of that. It might have been later that night. But when she said the thing about like, uh, you're all divorced and like I'm still married. Oh. She'd said something like that earlier in a way that I liked, which was her truth, which was like, look, I chose to I make ch- this yeah, work. And, yeah. you know, it's like, I mean, it's kind of like, you know. And you know how tough that is because all of you yes, are divorced. Yes, totally. So that was right. like, I thought a good point. But then she said it again later in a way that like, even to give her the benefit of the doubt was clearly going to sound to them like she was judging them for their choice. Mm. And certainly knowing these women and their history that's not going to land well. Well, especially because I know Sonia feels extremely traumatized by her divorce. Sonia didn't want to get divorced. And has never gotten to over Sonya. it. I mean, uh, totally. Like, the you know. Yacht? I mean, my God. Sonia is like spent her whole life is like living in the trauma of being divorced. And so if there's, you know, maybe Luann, maybe Ramona, maybe Dorinda, maybe whoever would not appreciate. Well, Dorinda also well, wasn't she has a breakup or whatever, you know, but with, with the John, with John, you know, but Dorinda but wasn't, Dorinda she wasn't divorced, was divorced her in her died. very first yeah. marriage. And then Dorinda's husband died. It's not the same situation. But even so, like all of them, whatever they went through in their marriages mm-hmm. are at least, they might not like her acting judgmental, but I don't think their marriages continue to be like a huge gaping source of unprocessed pain for them every day of their lives. You know, even Ramona seems to have like turned the page on Mario. You know, I don't know her like personal truth, but like she seems like no, she's I think doing she's okay. A, I think she's. I think I don't think she's. I think she's in like a, some sort of legit. But I mean, even if you're not in a now. relationship, you yeah. can be over a divorce. Totally. But like, we all know Sonia still grapples yeah. very, very struggles with this. So she especially. It's one thing to say, like, I'm judging you for getting divorced and for someone else to be like, uh, well, you can judge me all you want, but like, I'm happier now, you know, but Sonia's like, but I'm Sonya's judging like, myself for not Sonia's so unhappy it. with it. Like, yeah. you can't judge somebody for something where they were the victim, you know, I mean, not yeah. to say victim, but like it happened, it to, happened her. to her. It happened so to her. That was like not going to land well. And so, Kristen, <sighs> I just was like, I was scared because I am team Kristen And I was liking the fact that she was seeming to like be doing well, Mm -hmm. even when they were all kind of mean to her about like not inviting any guys to the party. Mm -hmm. It seemed like Kelly's, you know, explosions had sort of like upstaged that drama. Yep. But then I'm worried for Kristen, like next week, is this going to come back up again? Because I certainly Sonia and the rest of them, I don't think they're going to have been happy about that. Well, if they continue to bring it up, which Sonia also did, because somebody had a little kiki with a producer before those scenes and was like, let's circle back to the Ashley Madison because I've done a Google search and I need to know how much money he spent and how many times he returned. I mean, you're going to get fire when you position it in that way. Yeah. Like so it's not undeserved to yeah. lob a couple, yeah. a couple responses. But I worry her, about but her because she suck. might, it's one thing to be able to fend off Kelly, but like she didn't do that well when she had to fend off Dorinda on the first episode. Oh my God. And now if she has like all of them ganging up on her, I'm scared for Kristen what's coming next. I think Kristen, 
I mean, I was so fucking thankful that like whatever Kristen said, oh, when Kristen was saying during the Ashley Madison thing, the the first or maybe only person, I forget if it was first or only, that I heard from was Dorinda who sent me a text. That was sweet, and yeah. Th- that was so sweet. And you could see it orig- uh, immediately with Dorinda where she was like, someone is paying me a, com- I don't mean this in a derogatory no, way, no, no, but like totally. someone, she's being nice. She's acknowledging. Not I just don't a compliment, but a compliment of my kindness and yes, my heart. You I was know? so glad to see it. And, and I, a true one. Absolutely. And I really. And something off camera, not a. Uh, uh, not like oh I threw this dinner party to congratulate yeah no I I really love that moment and I was nervous because of the like the bristling between Kristen and Dorinda and Dorinda you know sometimes turns and won't let the mouse go I was nervous that the entirety of the trip was going to be Dorinda v Kristen which isn't a fair fight no and it's just also not a fight I need to watch because it makes me feel kind of sad so the way that they've been able to like immediately seemingly reconnect I'm very happy well, I hope Excuse that me, if she about. gets called out on the thing about like being judgmental, um, Who? Kristen about the divorces versus oh. her, I hope that if that comes up again, she is able to just apologize and own it and like be like, that's not what I meant. I was just saying like, yeah. And you know, how many times can she say at a certain point that she decided to stay with this man? Because we don't know. Well, I don't blame her for staying with him or not staying with him. But I think she's going to I think that thing with Sonia, that made me really nervous. And I feel like it's going to come up. But I hope that she just cops to it and they can move right past it. Ciao, AGs. I am speaking to you right now from Rome, Italy, where I am having a little bit of a European adventure. While I love the city and have had so many unique experiences to historical sites, the Vatican, we went to the Pantheon earlier today, there was a little bit of a hiccup in the apartment that we're staying in. And while I really enjoyed getting to know Fabrizio, the owner of the flat, there was a little bit of a language barrier because I unfortunately do not speak any Italian, even though I have watched The Sopranos all the way through at least three times. And this is where Rosetta Stone comes in. What would have helped me enormously in traveling abroad would have been brushing up, also known as entirely learning, the language of Italian. It could have broken down barriers and conversation with Fabrizio. And I also think speaking the language of the place that you're in is a sign of respect to the locals. It's also the ability to fully immerse yourself in the experience. And me not knowing any Italian, apologies to my grandpa Reno, who did make pizza from scratch, it would have been an incredible and even more incredible memorable experience. Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered, including Spanish, French, Italian, that's right, German, Chinese, and even more. Rosetta Stone immerses you in so many ways. There are no English translations, so you can really learn, listen, and think in that language you want to learn. It's designed for long-term retention, which is especially helpful for me because while this is my first trip to Italy, I really truly hope it won't be my last. The lifetime membership that Rosetta Stone offers has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs in life. That's lifetime access to all 25 language courses that Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, AGs can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today today. Ciao. 
Hey, AGs, are you ready to add a touch of luxury to your home, just like the Real Housewives? BCC Villarosa, OVS. Introducing Home Threads, where style meets comfort for the ultimate glam experience. Picture this. Chic furniture, one could even say chic c'est la vie, that mirrors the elegance of your favorite housewives' mansions. With exclusive designer collections and a curated selection, HomeThreads.com has everything you need to make your space as fabulous as the housewives themselves and always at the best value. Unlike Joe Gorka's initial attempts at windows, perhaps. Now, I have to tell you, I know that Padma is no longer on Top Chef, and may her memory be a blessing, but nothing has made me feel better prepared to host future seasons and potentially even iterations of Top Chef Upper East Side Edition than the Henkel's clad 10-piece stainless steel cookware set in silver that I got along with a two-piece stainless steel ceramic non-stick fry set from Zwilling thanks to Home Threads. It makes me feel like I am finally ready to be a top chef one egg over easy at a time. They're gorgeous. They look great in the apartment. For someone like me who lives in New York City which with a very small space, what I have in my kitchen is important because guests who come to visit me see it. And I'm so, so thankful to have discovered Home Threads because now I feel fully prepared to make eggs a la Francais. Head over to HomeThreads.com today and live your best Real Housewives life. Go to HomeThreads.com slash AndyScrolls and get a code for 15% off your first order. Again, that's HomeThreads.com slash AndyScrolls for a 15% off code off your first order. HomeThreads, love where you live. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Also, Sonia talking about the fact that she doesn't want to, I think it's a like a two-hander of like, she doesn't want to burden her friends with her like financial challenges that and not being in a position, sad, yeah. but she also doesn't maybe want them to be aware that she's in a different no. spot that she's at. Like when she's saying she's bouncing between couches for her family, like that made me so yeah. fucking sad because she just doesn't have, Ramona is set for life. Yeah. Ramona working in real estate or, or not, because I think she was fired, yeah. but like that's something she wants to do to maybe, she has every right, like accrue wealth or whatever, but yeah. she's going to be seemingly going to be fine financially. Yeah. I think Lou is in a really solid place. Totally. Dorinda, I think, tr- is trying to figure it out, has other streams of income now. Yeah. Uh, you know, she has a second house. Like, that's yeah. not, and it's an estate. Totally. It's like, it is a literal manor. Totally. She's, she is living in a and way. And also, that, she's like, Dorinda's like a smart gal. Like, she is smart. And I think she's probably really smart financially. Yeah. She's not going to invest in a John Travolta no, movie, which no. I'm concerned that even now, Sonia would like consider something. Again and like again, that. I don't think Sonia makes any wise choices it, in any area of her life. Like, when she's talking about the fact that the show came back, it would have been 23 episodes. Who wouldn't have wanted that money? It made makes me it makes me sad because it's like oh, fuck man like and we all many of us loved the new york reboot or really liked it or or however you felt about it the reality but you know what i didn't love what um crappy lake 
I only watched the first two episodes. Well, I, same. I, heard I that couldn't people, get into it. So I just ran out. Of, I just didn't have an, enough time or capacity. But I heard people really loved it. But like, I liked the first two episodes. I. It's going to come back. Watching Luann. it's not. Watching Luann and Sonia oh. on this okay. show on Ultimate Girls Trip and just loving them so much. Mm-hmm. I realized that like I'm loving them in this context. I don't want to see them in a small town putting on a show, staying at a motel. Well, sweetie, I think you're in the minority on that. I hope so. I only want them yeah. to be successful. Look, yeah, that yeah. could solve Sonia's problems. Yeah, it's I just it's hard because you and then the bringing up and referencing the fact that she seemingly always returns Bethany's texts, I was like, that's a little bit of a low blow because you know she speaks in a way that's very guttural. But like, if you are prioritizing Bethany because she's like the precious flower or yeah. like the diamond you don't want to upset or whatever yeah. it is, but you're not being as respectful or ex- as communicative with the other people in the cast who, P.S., are here to film, they're yeah. still a part of this universe yeah. that you're desperate to stay in. That sucks. Because that that to me, I was like, oh, shit. If I was Dorinda in that position or Lou, obviously everybody Lou was thinking about pissed, Lou. Yeah. I would be really upset. But, you know, but it's like this is the other thing I saw when I was like around during the filming of like Bethany's last seasons. It was like they all kowtowed to Bethany. How could so you not? Much. How she could had you not? so much power. And I think that it's just hard to get out of that mind frame. And mm-hmm. Sonia, who feels disempowered, like can't help but like chase the alpha. That's why I think she was genuinely surprised that they were so hurt by that. Because I think she just kind of... She's like, this is business. And she's like, I have no choice, you know? Yeah. And um, also, the, the ask level from Bethany, you know, there's like different relationships. Like, mm-hmm. if she gets on the phone with like Dorinda or Luann... They're going to want to know, why can't we have lunch? Where are you staying? Like, you know, and she's embarrassed to say whatever her truth is. Right. Whereas like Bethany's like, Bethany's not going to like be so, um, because they're not as intimately close as she is with like, like uh, Ramona and Justonia, Ramona and Dorinda and Luann. I don't think Beth, and also Bethany's got her own like universe and like all that. I don't think Bethany's going to ask questions. I don't think with, Bethany, Sonia feels like at risk of sort of being exposed. You know, I think Bethany's for whatever reason they text or talk. I don't I think, think Bethany's, Bethany's interested in Sonia's ex- life. That's what way. I'm saying. Sonya's, Whereas the Sonya's other girls express- care. Yeah. So, so yeah. Sonia has nothing to hide with Bethany because Bethany's not asking. Conversely, Whereas, Sonia might have more to hide with Bethany, ex- and Bethany's not asking. Well, sure, right? Because Bethany's like so rich and fabulous. Yeah. But But Bethany doesn't care. Bethany, whatever reason she has for texting Sonia, Sonia, who knows what it even is. It also, you know, whispers, could be a lie. Yeah. I don't think it could be a lie, but it could be Sonia reaching out and Bethany responding. Totally. You know what you I'm know, saying? Or it could be like you know Sonia like comments on Bethany's like like yes. Instagram story and, and Bethany, Bethany like, likes it yeah, and yeah. that becomes listen not everybody is creating their own alternate We're, reality I'm listen I am I mean or more people I am are doing Sonia it than in this anecdote um so I say it with nothing but love I but I do Sonya worry about energy. her but also yeah. like why is she so homeless when she just filmed like three seasons of TV shows like in a row she's got that fucking house that someone needs to buy that house some we just need to find someone who's okay losing several million dollars because they're buying a house that seems better Honestly, years. This next is to the a, reality a show. Parking lot. This is the reality show. Sonia and sorry, Ramona. Million dollar listing. Ramona, Dorinda, and Luann. GoFundMe. They fundraise. Fl- they fucking redo and sell Sonia's house for if her. If Ramona <laughs> wasn't doubling down on. Being racist, that could Ramona have can't get a normal job at like Brown Harris Stevens, but Ramona could be like 
Bravo's one of the housewives selling. But they put her on this show. They did until Ramona. <laughs> this is the thing. <laughs> this is the thing about Bravo that like made me laugh is that Bravo was like as a result of Ramona's like absolute inappropriate racist behavior during filming. Yeah. They were like, we'll throw you the bone of saying like, you know, the results of our investigation were we don't really know, but they're not going to continue to work with Ramona. So Ramona had. Oh, that all happened prior to this filming Pri- well prior prior oh, okay. to prior to season 13 not becoming 14 with the original right. cast Ramona had a retirement tour where Ramona was like I've decided not to continue because Bravo was like you're not continuing yeah. then that led into for varying reasons the idea to just completely flip it because the the they couldn't find a way to move forward with the franchise because the cast was just so right. upset and there was no way to move forward. And yet they have moved forward. They did move forward with Ramona because Jill, poor sweet Jill, was trying to negotiate legacy in a way that did not work out in her favor and was sort of, and it's so unfair to pin it on Jill, but the reality is negotiations didn't turn out well. I don't think several of the housewives were thrilled with what was presented, but yeah. they felt like we will do this and hope that it works out. Yeah. And the minimum of episodes and the guarantee is so small and sort of disrespectful, but we're still going to do it because it's something and maybe it'll lead to something else. As a result of the not successful <laughs> negotiation, they decided to scrap legacy and move forward with ultimate girls trip and bring back Ramona and fill Jill spot with Kristen Ramona could have, she obviously quite lit. she was on Watch What Happens twice in the past yeah. year, a cameo, and then left as an audience member. She could have negotiated back a spot on whatever Ultimate Girls Trip could have developed into if it became another New York trip or some sort of legacy turnaround. Jill wasn't going to be able to be back or didn't want but to Ramona be back. But Ramona didn't do that? Ramona could have done it. Like, this could have but- been... But Ramona, but the the Vanity the Fair piece came out and so Ramona decided to. So you're saying now it's to, really over. Now she's in a really tough spot because the thing that everybody already knew about became public record, which I think she could have been able to survive. If she didn't double down. If she didn't text twice a New York Post reporter for page six yeah. use, using of the most racist word of all the words and like actually spelling it out and doubling down. The wild thing is Ramona's been fired or has been unseated or whatever, disinvited from the party twice for the same. So it's possible that she could somehow get back. It would have been possible for her. You're to get saying back. now you truly believe it's truly. Over. Now I think she's what I would have thought. That before, so it's possible. I mean, we've been surprised before. If someone asks, God forbid, for too much money again, I wouldn't be surprised. But I do think it's over the fact that she did get fired from her real estate job, like the fact that allegedly she was not invited to the premiere party and then showed up in full outfit and clam. What do you mean? That was very recent. Yes, no, but I mean it was soon after the Vanity Fair story, right? Well. Yeah, that was part As of opposed the issue. To she was disinvited what from happens Bravo three Con. years from now? Ultimate Girls Trip, <laughs> New York Legacy. Like I don't know. She could. I think there's a way she comes back if she I wants it. I think it's so fucked. But it's just like it's so wild that this all goes back to the same instance of alleged reported racist behavior. That it's 
it's her answering to it with other instances of racism, of racist behavior. But that, that's always the way things are, right? It's, it's just like wild to me. It's like it's not like it's, it's always a the new cover situation. up. Yeah, it's always the cover up. It's never the crime. Yeah, it really. And now we're watching her, but like she's not going to be doing press for this show. Yeah. They're going to be. But that's okay. I mean, it's it's probably better for everybody that she yeah. doesn't. But like I thought that. Girls Trip season one was her swan song. It felt like that. It felt like a retirement tour. Then she said publicly she wasn't going to return. But so far she's been so good on this season. There's no way she's going to be back until something happens three years from now. And Bravo's like, has everybody forgotten about that one thing? And then the like one thing part B. Maybe we'll be living in a new world of peace and harmony. (laughs) And like we won't be threatened by Ramona's bad behavior because everything will be so good in our culture. There might also not need to be. I mean, Jesus, it's like it's so bleak. But like also there are now new members of the class of. Right. Like Jenna Lyons. 2008 like, whatever yeah. that they're when it comes to New York legacy they could introduce a Jessel like yeah I don't know that that's gonna happen is Jessel it, the Sutton of New York Jessel was looked at by the cast as a Sutton of New York and then Jessel became America's sweetheart and wow. I like don't even know Love how to it. describe it like okay I'm watching that that sold me yeah because like every because the cast thought that she was gonna be hated and maybe the network did too. I don't even know. But like everyone was like, okay, we stand. Like right. it's giving like icon behavior. I'm into it. Um, wait. Uh, we somehow. So TBD on room. I really don't oh, know. And but it's, I was just it's saying, like, so dark. I, Sonia so seems like she's made money the last three years. Of course she has. She so has... why is she so, so broke? I mean, oh, because oh, I was this how we got it. Because I life. said they should sell the house. Well, okay. So what about million dollar listing? Well, New York no longer exists for million dollar listing. I think she has tried to sell this house so many times. Like, what do you do if you have she would have so much more financial freedom if someone would just please but the can problem find is someone with you like need six to million do dollars? Work. If she were to sell the house as is, she'd have to take a really low price, right? I think she's tried that. She's also done work on it. She's made improvements. Did you read about Stephen Sondheim's townhouse? Oh no, is there something, something wrong with it? No, it well they sold it, you know. Okay. But it sold for like much less money than I would have thought. Like I feel like it was like seven million or like four million or something. Well, that's a huge difference between seven and four. Yes, but, but even doesn't seven seem like a really? It's literally on Turtle Bay. It's like in well, Midtown is. I mean, I don't, I don't know that that sounds crazy. Anderson Cooper's mom's like Turtle Bay, Turtle Bay apartment. You would have think I would think that she would be living more in a, a more costly kind of space. Well, than she so was. Sondheim's was in top condition. And it was, Maybe I'm saying it, Sutton Place when I think Turtle Bay. Okay, no, yeah. Sutton Place is better than Turtle Bay. Okay. Then I'm getting confused. But they're okay. both great. Okay. But but they are not trendy. You know, you're right that Midtown right. is not like what it was when he bought it, you know? Yeah. And also like... Like a Williamsburg townhouse would probably be more, you know, or like a West Village townhouse would be more oh, yeah. than like a Turtle Bay nowadays, even though town, even though Turtle Bay is like well, once considered equal to the Upper East Side. And also like, what's the building? What are the comps? What's the amenity situation? But so, well, what's a townhouse? But it's, but it's, you know, it's a brownstone. It's a whole building, but it's beautiful with- out- Sondheim's was? Yeah. Oh, interesting. So it's a, but my, the reason I bring it up is because if Sondheim's that was in such top shape- And only Surprised sold. everybody by the low- sale price with the added luster of like Sondheim. you know Sondheim yeah 
you can see where maybe like selling that place wouldn't solve her problems. I like, just because doesn't she still owe money on that whole, or did she pay that off? She paid off the Travolta thing, right? Okay. And I think she paid off the legal fees with that. Like I think that's she's, good. But that so caused, if she got she a check for her, five million, at least she would get to keep it. I don't think she would get to keep because well, then you have to find another place to live. I think she would yeah. have. I think she. But would I could be see her. Like she lives in a tiny little apartment on Central Park South, or she Is had been tiny? during. Well, it was like a one bedroom. I think it was, wasn't it two because for her kid too because she like painted her kids maybe bedroom, so like, okay a weird but even color. so I mean I feel like it was like yeah. twelve hundred square feet you know yeah, yeah. so like. You could buy that for like what? Like it doesn't have to be Central Park South. Like she could get something nice on Amsterdam for like a million five, right? Yeah, I don't think she has money. I'm just trying in to think bank. smart. I know. But I mean, if she sold the townhouse and got, let's say she got five million like cash from mm-hmm. that, and then she bought it like a like a nice condo on Amsterdam. We also don't know what like the debt five. that she has totally. right now. But even just like. I guess what I'm saying is there's no universe where she doesn't need some income. <laughs> there's no universe in which she does not require selling that house. For and sure. I think she's in this weird, terrible purgatory because that fucking house won't sell. And who would have thought like with the marriage that she had that you would think that that would have been a great investment. And it likely was. It just has. But not I feel matured. like if somebody went in and spent a ton of money, who wants to do that when you can get a much better when you're not next to a parking lot, like which is the parking lot even that big a deal? I don't know. I haven't gone past by it. Yeah. Um, it must be because why doesn't it sell? Also, it's just sucking money out of her because you need to have someone there at all times to like rent the place. Otherwise, you're in the hole for all of that monthly. And like, I don't know what her mortgage situation yeah. is like. Like, it really did it, she not get any kind of good divorce settlement? She did, but she lost it. She had to sell her chateau or whatever it was right. in the south of France. Like, she lost a lot of money because of losing that lawsuit with that John Travolta money and then having to pay the attorney fees on top of it yeah. like that had a total domino effect on yeah. her plus whatever in other investments she's made we as a collective need to decide that no one is allowed to present her with a business offer like no no football team no fragrance no does she make 21. money off sonia in your city the the um, well you know as a director, does she play the luan venues i i don't know but it is a very very different show very, artistically yes but i mean in terms of like what it costs her to produce and what she gets paid to do it like I'm i would assume the cost would be much less because lou has a band yeah but sonia has like people right she had so i went it's to the, her alone. i went to the very very first yeah. friends and family dress rehearsal and it was just a really really wild night how many people were on the stage um, this is terrible. I sort of forget, but there were two people who were hosting who did a great job and obviously Sonia and I forget who else. I'm so sorry. It was a couple But I mean like ago. probably a couple more or you think that might've been it? I don't remember. Like I imagined it being very like variety show-ish. It was like sort of variety show-ish, but also improv-y. Like I don't know how like, to people, describe it. Like I'm just- And people from the audience Like it makes a big difference if it's like- and there were, oh, sorry, there was like artists maybe who like opened it. I think there yeah. might have been a drag queen who performed too. So like that we're openers. looking at maybe like six performers total, like That's a, seven. And I like, also don't know if like some of the people she has on her tour are regional or if she's bringing them. Right. Because that's a huge adds difference. Up. And then it's where was expensive. it in New York when you saw it? Um, oh, fuck. What's a, um, you remember, what's the name of the new space where, um, 
Upright Citizens Brigade used to be. This is so New York. Where that On Mercedes 8th Avenue was. and 25th? Yeah. Oh, that's a small little dive. But it was also the first time she was doing it and they were just getting it on its legs. Yeah, okay, so but she's that's... not doing that. And in, in when she's traveling to wherever the fuck, she's not doing a hundred seat space. I assume she's doing larger spaces. I'm so curious. I, I want it to be a success, but also like... Sonia, man, some, like when she, they went on that yacht and she said to one of the crew members, like, do you know the name of XY Yacht, <laughs> which I Googled because it was her husband's yacht. Like, oh, it's tough. It's and then tough fucking to Kristen came for her. <laughs> but like, how do you not? It's tough, yeah, man. Like, yeah. I would be exhausted dealing with that. It's a but lot you know, of energy. I mean, the thing about Sonia is like her like indomitable like joy and like like lust for life is like un you know it, it it's it's always there and like I know she's always like I I think it takes work and I like wish things could be easier for her but like she's always gonna like put on a smile you know that's our girl yeah but also at a certain point I don't know why I'm now thinking of our um family uh, German Shepherd may her memory be a blessing but it's like Very when you that. and I don't. Mean to compare beautiful Sonia to also beautiful Kirby uh, Gigi Galli. Beautiful name for a dog. But like, Cur- no notes. But like, Kirby. Oh my god, I'm in love. But it was named because we we adopted, we rescued her. Adopted? Yeah, rescued. I know, and right? she she was named Kirby, which we didn't realize after was because like she ate everything, including my parents' furniture. Like she gnawed off like legs of a wooden table. Good heart. Good, just the greatest love of my life, Kirby Gigi Galli. But like it's like when you tell a dog to sit pretty and that's like the trick that they're known for because yeah. they want to get the treat. With Sonia obviously being a little all over the place is the thing that she's often rewarded for but that can be a tough experience yes. because then it's like the shadow of the shadow of the shadow I have a trying to get back to that point. She has no assets left from her divorce, but her her I, she hasn't. She has a huge fucking asset, right, the right. house. But, but her ex was a very, very, very wealthy man, right? Is and yeah, he's still here. He's in his and 90s, her daughter is going to have a big inheritance, right? And we probably d- has a big trust already. We don't know but any we, of the we, details. We would guess, you right? better believe. I'm sure that that divorce settlement was negotiated to. Probably, and this has nothing to do with Sonia, but this is what happens when yeah. your ex is trying to yeah. like drag you through hell. That she has nothing coming from that. No, but what I'm just saying is, I would think her daughter would be well taken care of. So I don't have to worry about Sonia being homeless if, like, if her daughter, if the hut, you said the ex is old. Yeah, I think he's in his nineties. So okay, so he dies, and Sonia's daughter gets what? Ten million, twenty million, forty million? I have million? no idea. I don't know how many other kids Hope, he has. I don't know if he's still married to the person he married after Sonia. A solid chance the daughter's coming into like you know that. We don't know digits. how much of that is in cash versus t- like those trusts can be yes. really. Oh, trust my my parents' inheritance is safeguarded against my bad money <laughs> issues. But also, it's like you can get a dollar when you're 25. You can get ten dollars when you're 30. But there's a good you universe we can imagine where school. Sonia's daughter takes care of her. It's not unlikely. I I don't I don't know what that looks like, and I don't know what the agreement is between Sonia and her ex, between the whoever. But is if managing Sonia that can money, get even like three million out of that, I don't townhouse, know. Then she, if she gets three million out of it, I assume that that's a loss. For sure, but I no, I mean three million to walk with after whatever. That feels like a lot. So if she has that. And her daughter can take care of her. I feel like I'm just worried about Sonia 15 years from now, you know? Yeah. But if I think if she's got three million no and a Nigerian condo on Amsterdam team, and her daughter takes her care there of her. COO. We need to, but also she's a grown adult. And this is the difficulty too of like, 
being Sonia is like you want to deliver. She's de- she's trying to deliver so hard, but also like what does that delivery look like after the many years? She has and no then skills. you got, and then you well, her skill is being herself. But I mean, like if reality TV stops coming for her, we don't want that to happen. You no, know, Luann relies on TV to sell cabaret tickets, but she can still sell a cabaret without the TV, even if it's in a small room. Even if some first of all, I think Luann is okay financially. I mean, I'm sure she'd rather have more millions more coming every Who year. Wouldn't? But like I think as me as, I think, as a multi million. If Luann had to retire tomorrow, I think she could still have a nice, comfortable life. Well, she also, unfortunately, she married Tom D'Agostino, which was a terrible decision for her financially because her alimony stopped. But she's she's still, I think, has assets and good investments. Luann's very smart. But I also think Luann would do cabaret for nothing because she loves it. But she could still, like... You know, I'm not saying she can support her lifestyle off of cabaret, but I think even without a TV show, Luann could always have income. Yeah, Luann you know? is a, Luann is a, Luann is a, yeah. And I've always had higher hopes for Luann in terms of just like showbiz shit. Like, I'm not saying she should win an Oscar, but couldn't you see Luann doing like voiceovers for Cadillac or something? Maybe, I don't know that I could see that, but I could see her like doing something for E!, Totally. Like, that's how they were positioning Nini once upon a time. Yeah. Like, I could see Lou what doing is Nini? that. Oh, she's back on Atlanta. No. She was back on Atlanta. She, she she did go back to it, right? Uh, many years ago. And then left again. Mm. Uh, and what is she up to? We don't quite know, but. Because I always enjoyed her so much. She's a star. She's one of the, she's on the Mount Rushmore. Everybody yeah. agrees. Everybody agrees. Um, I mean, what was that, like, bad TV show she was on? Like, a scripted New show? Normal? I loved that show, and I, I loved her I on it. it. It was pretty fun. She was good on Glee, but I kind of, you know, stopped. I think I was off Glee by the time she was yeah. on it. Yeah. I remember the clips. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened with her and Ryan Murphy. Yeah. he. I think he kind of goes through phases. Yeah. Um, who doesn't? Who doesn't? Um, yeah, I, I, the Sonia stuff, it's... It's, I want her to, but then it's like, I don't know, you want her to keep working, but then it's like, but also you got to look at the entertainment factor. She's still very entertaining. Yeah. We wish her the best. I think a lot of us feel invested in wanting to make sure she's okay. Well, look, we're worried about what happens to her in her real life, but when we watch her on Housewives, we always think up to the current moment, she's still at the peak of her powers as a reality TV star. You think she's at the peak right now? Or... In the peak plateau. Like I, you know, maybe there have been higher spikes. She's definitely still entertaining. She's still She's lovable. I, I, I watched Sonia on that show and I don't think the jig is up. Yeah. You know, I watched Sonia on that show and I think like still got it. Yeah. Even if I worry about her personal life, I think if there's another season of this, she'll be as good as she was this season. I am honestly genuinely surprised by how much I'm enjoying this season. And I don't know why that would be surprising to me. Will you miss them? I really from the second it started, I was like, fuck, I miss them so much. They need to keep doing. Keep doing it. Would you rather have a limited series legacy where they're back in New York or just at least one more trip? Can we have both? No. So wait, how many seasons do I get on the limited series? Maybe only one. And so maybe my choice only is between... Trip. One series of legacy, one season of legacy or one season of a trip. Yeah. I mean, I sure do love the trips. (laughs) You know, honestly, like I'm kind of like, I kind of don't need to see like Ramona, like teaching her daughter to like interior design or like Ramona's going to be back on. Or you know what I like? I don't, I don't like 
some of their, like, obviously I like it when Luann's Cabaret is the focus, but like. Yeah, Dorinda going to a luncheonette. Yeah, like, I, but I, a lot of the shit going on in their lives, like Dorinda going to church or whatever, I, I don't fucking need it. Whereas them all in the house together is kind of heaven. That you know, using church in quotes. <laughs> Well, because I don't really believe church. any of these women are actually like religious, you know. Oh, I think I think Dorinda is. I think Dorinda's a practice. Only like in the bullshit way, my mom goes to temple on the high holidays. Like I don't feel like Lorinda L- cultural. Yeah, or like just you know like that kind of like very like unquestioning, like unsophisticated, like childlike. Well, God's gonna get you. Like I don't feel like she has like an adult spiritual relationship with religion. You know, I don't know that that's true. Maybe you're right, but I don't. I always take it as like the religion is like the most. It's like when politicians talk about religion. I always take it as just the most like pat, like well, just. I think a lot of people have different. I mean, in religious. But you know, people in your lives, for better or for worse, who have like really deep personal connections to religion. You know, very few. Oh, really? I think. I feel like I know people like I know people have deep connections with their identity being connected to religion. Yeah, but, but I don't no, know no, that's people different. who go to I don't know people. Sorry, I don't. I, what I meant was like someone who goes to temple or church like throughout the week. I don't. I don't know a, a lot of people who do I, that, which is different from like going to Shabbat service. I'm saying like like you're going several times. Well, regardless the week. of even if they go once a week or more times, but I just feel like where I see the spirituality that they take from that religion is like a component in how they really live their lives and guides them, you know, some, sometimes for better, sometimes for worse, but yeah, I think there's an innate faith that many people have that that you can separate that they they bring into their life choices, you know, and I don't see that. I I feel like it's like checking a box with people on TV when they talk about it. Well, it's not really a, a, it's not typically a big component of TV because it can be somewhat isolating for viewership. Like if you are identifying, yeah, yeah. 100%. But I think, I mean, I think, you know, Dorinda, you know, God, now, because I was, I thought I was going to say I'd want legacy, but I think maybe I'd want a trip. But then at what point does this get tired? But maybe we shouldn't care about that. Maybe we should just stay in the present. I mean, so far it sure isn't. Oh, God. I love them so much. Wait, so if, I want them to succeed. Who would you cast in the next Housewives New York legacy trip? I would have all of these people. All? I think I think Ramona's probably unavailable. You say Ramona's unavailable. I think Ramona's you certainly don't think Kelly should come back. Um, I don't I don't know what Kelly's I don't know what Kelly's experience of this trip was. It could be different from the rest of the cast perception of Kelly's experience. And I don't know how that's gonna fit into her. I think Kelly is, as we now understand, engaged. She's fucking killing the game in real estate. They're really not giving her credit yeah. for Luana's the amount of been work. Me that for years actually oh that she has yeah well good for her by the way because i think it relies and um is able to utilize a, a really big skill set of kelly's which is socializing and she obviously has a great like i want kelly to succeed and also she's lovely she's really kind she is really smart i just, just i think myself. i think the show does not necessarily support um, some of her better qualities. I and and the fact that she left after the last time. Well, she didn't leave after the last time. She stayed for the next season. She was on season oh, four. God, she she had a great season. Season four. Andy was like shocked at the reunion. He's like, "Did you have a really good season? I think you did." And she was like, "I know." Now you made me want to rewatch it. Um. Ugh, all right. Morocco. Well. So we'll see, but I so okay. Alex so, McCord would have to be there because we don't know. They Speaking all Morocco, shit on her left and right, and she deserves to have. I a, always liked a, her. I mean, she talk. She, she was, was annoying, but she was that beautiful housewife sweet spot of like, mm. 
a little like unself-aware, stepping in dog shit all the time, but like kind of good television, like kind of like you love to totally. laugh at her. And laugh with her. And like even when they were mean to her, she, she was, was kind a of a good sport about it. Like, yeah, she was. You know, I, I enjoyed Alex McCord all the way, but they talk about her. Like, you want to see, like, Luann turn vicious? Be like, well, Alex McCord should be on the next season of Legacy. And she'll be like, what? That horrible television okay. that's death to the camera. Well, then 100%. They she all, should be like, back. despise her. Well, then all the more reason to bring her back. And also, she's killing the game. She's now a psychologist. Uh, they could use her. I mean, Simon's Although sometimes now psychologists are, like, people are the barrister. worst at personal interactions. Well, you know? we'll never... I don't know that we're going to see Morocco, so... Yeah, I, I would love to see uh, She Simon. deserves... I always loved Simon, too. I mean, wouldn't it be funny if... No, and how old is that. Francois... <laughs> Johan and Francois are like fucking teenagers, young adults. Like it's, I mean, they it's might nuts. be 20. I don't know that they're, they might be 18. They might be like in a high school class. what year was that? 85 years ago. Yeah, but so they're 86. It, wouldn't it be funny? This is where it sucks that Ramona sucks because like, wouldn't it be funny if they had like a girl's night and then like Simon shows up and it's the repeat of that dinner party, their own little mini dinner I mean, party I, I think you're putting in the nail in Ramona's coffin too soon. There's no way she's coming back but i also said that the last time uh, and it's very horror movie <laughs> <laughs> yes in in the screen ultimate girl's version. trip to electric boogaloo <laughs> so i would say current cast alex mccord who else is left we don't give a shit about aviva cindy barshop may her memory be a blessing i mean you know what i would have i was shocked that aviva wasn't asked so i'm such gonna i'm well, because I'm going to take back because you don't know what you're going to get from Aviva. You don't know if you're going to get the Aviva. I'm super apologetic. Let's be friends. The Aviva of go fuck yourself. The Aviva yeah. of like, I'm really canny. In a perfect world, it would be 15 cast members, which would maybe include Aviva or not. I don't really care. Carol, which will never happen. Too bad. But I would love for it to happen. Love for it. Tinsley w will not happen eh, more she's than nothing. Oh, a hundred percent disagree. Will not happen more than Carol not happening because she is now in a new life. God bless her. We're so happy for her. She's newly married, has stepkids, yeah. living the dream that she wanted for so long. What about we Bethany? Bethany will, I think Bethany at one point, if she's not already, is trying to figure out a way to angle to return to something. But her weird half burning of bridges where she dragged Andy to hell in every way possible over and over and over again. And then did, I think it was on her podcast, I forget, but did some sort of little recap of like, I saw him at the Jingle Bell, what is it? Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell? That, the Jingle that Ball. Jingle Ball concert. And I wish I could have gone over to say hi to him, but also I know I'm not insane, but like XYZ. And I'm just thinking like, sweetie, like this is not, yeah, that's not going to happen. What about Jill? I would love for Jill to be back. I don't know how that would work when it comes to group negotiation because I don't know. She's such an important part of New York, but she left after four. So I don't know how that works in terms of payment. You don't you know, think she learned her lesson after this time screwing herself out of it? I don't know what lesson she learned. Is the lesson she learned, I need to be respected in, in a way that makes financial sense? You don't think she learned... I missed out because I thought I was worth more than they think I am. And if I want to do the show, I have to work cheaper. I don't think she has great instincts, which is one of the reasons why she's a great housewife. Yeah, right. And I think for her, I don't know how she comes out of that. And I think she would also be thinking, 
But the reason that I'm saying I'm not doing this and the reason I'm not doing it is because they didn't approve of like what I was bringing to the table. So I don't want to feel like I'm disrespecting myself from like a public reputation perspective. I would love for her. And it would be kind of weird if they threw in um, a reboot New York person. I I Hmm. don't know. Maybe Aaron, but that's not really going to make a splash. Like Jessel, I don't think makes sense. Bryn, I think, would be too much. And we already have Sonia there. Although Bryn is also a super fan, which I love. So maybe Bryn would make sense. Not, not Bryn Frankel. Not Bryn Frankel. <laughs> We're not ready for, for the next gen. Um, wait, is there anyone We've been recording from for another today, franchise you would want to see join the New York Girls? Just like, like a one-off? Like... Oh, God. I mean, I would probably pull from someone that we've already seen kill it on Girls Trip. Are you thinking of anybody? Maybe. Well, I, I know this is this is the wrong road to go because of what you said about Bethany, but I was just remembering the Bethany-Kyle friendship. I don't know what Kyle would add. Or, like, do you think, like, Lisa Rinna would do, like, a New York trip? I think trip? Lisa Rinna would be, I'm sure she would. I think she would be the opposite energy that we need at mm. this point. Not for a New York base. I think yeah. Lisa Rinna is 15 different personalities in and of herself, and we don't need that on New York. There's yeah. a lot going on. I think like adding someone like that's kind of like a smoother energy that can compliment and not take over, like compliment without like being a suffocating presence is probably helpful. Because yeah. Dorinda's a lot. Like right. Sonia can be a lot. Like these are very, very strong personalities. I don't know that adding another strong personality is going to give you anything but like sometimes uncomfortable chaos. Do you think Lisa Vanderpump will ever do any kind of like ultimate girls trip type thing? I think the answer might have been different had Vanderpump Rules not become the fucking kingmaker. I don't know that she there could have been an argument of like, is she going to do something else? But now she has what is it? Vanderpump Chateau or something? She has a I don't new even know about that. Oh she has God. like a new show where they all the staff Vanderpump in love, Vanderpump getting married, <laughs> Vanderpump ever after. I mean, it is a little Vanderpump ever after where, where there's like I think it's on Peacock. It's coming out and like the staff of somewhere stays in the same place as maybe the guests oh or God. something. It's going to be a mess. I, it's probably going to be great. I don't know that I have capacity for it, but I'll I'll give it an episode and yeah. see what's up. Listen, we have literally been recording for forever. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Ten. <laughs> Happy 2025. Truly, we literally skipped over. That. I'm so thankful. This was such a wild. Epic. We got it all out. We really did. And the wild thing is that like there's so much more we could have unpacked. Like, yeah. God bless the God Housewives bless. and UGT for <laughs> what they have given us. And I really, truly would love to have you back to talk about Paris and Love. Please. I, think I, I will. I'll get on we it. We both need to watch it. Yeah. I haven't watched a single second of it, but I heard you it's watched great. season one. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. sorry. I met up season two. Yeah. Season one. I love season two over. I think with um, I was about to call it PIL, but that doesn't work. Um, I think they dropped all the episodes at once, but I could be 100% wrong. I think wrong. you're right. I seem to remember that I really last don't know. time, too. Also, they need to stop doing this. And I know, LOL, I can't stop saying, because it's like exhausting to hear co- content creators or podcasters or whatever t- say it, but we have to stop doing these three episode drops. Because also, I want the show to last longer. And if you're dropping almost the opposite. half of the franchise I want at once, the whole season at once. No, because then I can't help myself. I got to binge I'm it. I'm a drug addict. I want it all at once. I mean, I totally get what you're saying. Like, you're not wrong because, like, it actually hurts me because, first of all, it hurts my life because I won't sleep. But mm-hmm. then also, like, 
it's such an instant in my life. It's not yeah. spread out. And then the next year when the new season comes out, I don't remember a goddamn thing that happened because it was like a fever dream. And you then know? you're going to miss them for longer because we don't know what's going to happen with New York. I don't know how that ratings work with streamers. I don't I think New York has been received really well, the Ultimate Girls Trip. So I and I think this is a litmus test of like, do does the audience still want to watch these women? Do we have to pony up money if we have the reboot? Is this going to give us another stream of incoming content? Like, yeah. can they can production because you know how budgets and all that shit works? Like, can production afford to do ongoing girls trips and also slide in New York? I mean, it might help you if certain seasons aren't maybe going to air or whatever. Who even knows what's happening there? Are you enjoying? more than the new New York. So different. Couldn't, un- couldn't compare it. And I, that's not a cop out. I mean, maybe it is, but like, but I mean, you're not, you're, you don't have, you genuinely, like, that makes me want to watch the new New York. It, it's, it's, uh, it's, a it's a lighter sort of quieter, um, season of a franchise and you've definitely ever seen with New York but it's sort of like comparing any Housewives franchise to any season of Ultimate Girlship I couldn't do it the yeah. only one I didn't fuck with was three because I stopped after a couple episodes and was like this is ridiculous and dumb which feels like such a miss because the cast wasn't bad it Who just was the casting I don't remember it was like um, Alexia and Marisol and Candace and Portia maybe and Heather and Whitney and somebody else. Maybe I forgot. None of my people. Oh, Leah and Leah. I know it was a, it was a Leah's tough exhausting. Season. Well, I mean, it was a tough season for her, but Leah and somebody else, maybe from New York. It's terrible that I've forgotten, but I like sort of blocked it out of my mind. Cause it was not a thrilling. Yeah. I'm just sort of pretending that three didn't happen. Yeah, same. And I guess we might pretend that, Four, also now known as five, didn't happen because we don't. I don't know that's going to air. Mar- Morocco. That's the Alex McCord thing. Mm. And why is that not going to air? Because of some pending litigation and or legal threats by Caroline's team and Brandy Glanville's team about whether or not uh, an incident happened that crossed some boundaries during filming. That- Where the producers crossed Caroline or Brandy's boundaries. That's you don't, the allegation. You really don't know about this? No. That there was an allegation of, I guess, an allegation of like sexual assault. Against Caroline and Brandy? Between Caroline and Brandy. And now there's ongoing litigation. From one to the other. Correct. Wow. Caroline then left the show early the next day. The cast is- Against Brandy. Brandy, no, Brandy was the perpetrator, allegedly, or the victim, allegedly? This is all alleged, alleged Brandy. Brandy's response is, like, they've both lawyered up. Caroline's response is, like, don't even think of fucking airing this. Brandy's response, I think, if I understand accurately, is, like, if you don't air this, it's because Brandy alleges that this didn't happen and it was consensual. Caroline alleges, reportedly, allegedly, that it was not consensual Brandy's perspective is like you've ruined my reputation in public by to the sort of like yeah. the network powers that be by not defending me. If it doesn't air, it looks like I'm guilty of something that she's saying she yeah. wasn't. Caroline's perspective is like how fucking dare you even think of airing this and like damages and whatever else. It is a total lose for the network if I think if they do air it, but if they don't air it, that doesn't mean that Brandy won't continue to seek potential damages yeah. because she could argue that this supports totally. yeah. like 
reputational harm. I have no, I, I mean, I don't, I can't she's believe really in a situation because the, I believe women, but like, you know, there is a culture now where like more than ever we're listening. And so probably some innocent people will get, you know, wrongly maligned. But when you think of Caroline Manzo, you don't think of somebody who cries wolf, you know, and you do think of Brandy as someone who drinks and acts wild and would, you know, certainly cross people's boundaries and unwelcome touch. That's not hard to imagine. Now, maybe this is alleged to go far beyond that, but it's not the... You know what I mean? She's she's very she's a boundaryless person in a lot of ways. Well, she her argument is that she's been instructed to cross boundaries. She's released text messages between members of production, I think specific to uh Girls Trip 3 because Marco the butler from not Girls Trip 3, Girls Trip 2. Yeah. Marco the butler has sued um I don't even know who it is if it's Bravo <laughs> or Peacock because of allegations that he was uh, He's very um cute. He is very cute, but allegations I that him on Instagram. Okay, allegations that he was um, that boundaries were crossed with yeah. him, which people saw on the episode. Brandy's argued against that, um, and has also argued that production by sharing text messages that production, you know, asked her to behave in specific certain ways. I don't know. It, it is a shit show, and the idea that they would show any of these episodes yeah. is so nuts to me because I don't know how you get around the conversation and people, even if, even if they're like, we're going to show the episode and somehow we're going to magically end an hour before this stuff yeah. is alleged to happen. You look at any moment that's edited in that episode, people are going to look totally. for clues and signs, which can be used against Caroline's um, explanation of what happened. It can be used against Brandy's. It can support yeah. any kind of litigation. I think it is a, and I think morally, LOL, to talk about morality with like Bravo and Peacock, but I think it would be a monstrous idea to attempt to um, put an entertainment spin on something that yeah. is I mean, it's very at least when like Taylor's husband like killed himself as, didn't he kill himself? He, he did die by suicide. Like he... As hor horrific and like inappropriate for like entertainment as that was, it was an event that was sort of in a category where it could be. It didn't feel like part of the. It didn't feel like the they show. were making it into an entertainment because yeah, it's so and upsetting. like even things that people on the show would be crazy to each other about and abusive and whatever. You never felt like they were going to come for her in a way that was not supportive about that, or at least not. Abusive. It did not feel in the way that that was dealt with, with like the cast meeting and them filming a scene yeah. talking about it, that the the franchise was trying to be respectful to the gravity of the yeah, situation. Totally, but also there were cast members at the time, including Camille, who were like, "This shouldn't air." I remember to myself saying this shouldn't air. But but they, they handled it in a way of, that felt responsible and respectful. You I can't think. really imagine th that kind of an approach in this situation. It, yeah, because it's not... How it's, do you possibly... There's no way to achieve that balance. No, and I think it affects the entirety of the episode. And you're right, even if you show way less people are gonna look it, for things yeah. and how do you edit that like what is it that as an entertainment value an entertainment vehicle what are you trying to show like what are you trying to tell us about the story of the relationships between these women when we know that something happened 
And we don't know what happened, and it's all alleged, but we know that something happened that deeply affected as a result of the consequences in the situation itself, at least two members of the cast, it is not funny. It is not a joking or laughing matter that I'm sure both of them are still dealing with in very different ways. So I assume they neither of them have talked about it in interviews because they are like- Brandy now is be, has become more public because she said you need to release the full footage and the, you know, there's not but video, she's not but like there is audio. Story. I don't, I think she, I don't know. I, it's hard to know. imagine her having much discretion, but if she has enough lawyers, maybe she- I, I honestly don't remember what the last thing is that she said. Caroline certainly has- um, done very few interviews, but did one, I think with Jeff Lewis, where she was like, you know, I had this YouTube series where I was like cooking and whatever, and I just don't feel like myself, I can't do it. So I think she, it was very sad. She wow. like, it was, it was really sad to watch because you could see in her body that she was really, um, very, I don't know that I want to use the word damage, but like she was just really affected by what happened. And it's just a really upsetting circumstance. And I think there's accountability in how these shows produce and what they are trying to produce and what they're trying to make um, into entertainment that can go into a really dark spot. Uh, We talk about that a lot with the housewives and like addiction. But I also Definitely. But I feel like with this, there's no way that the producers would have said anything to Brandy that could, wouldn't you think that they would be, the producers would be so trained by like, you know, NBC universal legal to like, not say like, yeah, you should like, I mean, I don't, I don't, I I don't even want to get like, I just would be shocked aside from the morals. Like I would just think strategically, they would have covered their asses. I better. have no thoughts on it. Yeah. I really have no thoughts on it. And I don't know how production works. I don't know the relationship between these production companies and the network. Um, I know that they put out a letter after they were contacted by Vanity Fair for the VFP. So they released a letter and an email with some changes to how uh, the network and production are going to be working to make environments that are like safer for the cast and also the crew, Yeah, which is the other part of this that's not often spoken about when it comes to environments that are potentially unsafe. I just um, hope honestly for, genuinely, I'm not speaking out of my ass. I just genuinely hope for like healing for people that are involved and I do not think it should this season should be used as entertainment and I know that's really upsetting to people because I know that people were really excited to see Alex but I think that there are certain events that supersede that and I just think there's no direction to me for the show to go in that isn't going to be problematic regardless of what happened it is how it's going to be received by the audience that makes me nervous and i do not think that any kind of question allegation anything having to do with uh any kind of sexual misconduct should be used for a as used as plot or entertainment for a show that is known to be escapist and extra because i think that there's some sort of line that is crossed and i don't think the network or production has any interest in talking about it morally. I think the reason it might not happen is entirely legal. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that they're thinking this might not be a good idea morally. No, no, for I don't sure. think they give a single fuck. But that's why I'm surprised that anything that they would have done anything that would hurt. I would think they would have been very careful legally, not in terms of airing the show, but I mean in terms of like 
the way they produced it with interacting with the actors. I think they're still facing legal consequences if the show doesn't happen, but yeah. I think that they're facing really profound moral ones, which would hurt them business-wise if they do show it. Yeah. And there's no way around it, which is like, it happened Although the night before the last night. there was a season of RuPaul's Drag Race where there was a sexual assault <gasps> allegation against one oh of my the drag God. queens. Okay. And the season, I, but not okay as in, obviously, I mean okay as in, tell me more. The season was edited. Basically, that person was pretty much removed. Wow. And the season aired with almost, I believe, like almost, you know, hardly any trace of them. Wait, so I feel like I remember reading about this. Was it, it was not necessarily an allegation of something that happened on camera, but some allegations prior to the filming of the show, right? I'm not sure about the timing. It might have even been after the filming of the show, but but not on, it was not with another castmate. Right, because I feel like- But it was like they were canceled. I think it was someone who like went towards LOL that I'm like trying to explain this and I haven't seen it. But from what I remember reading about it, it was someone who- made it far in the competition, but then there were allegations made about their behavior and super alleged. I really don't have a lot of information, but I remember, I think, reading that as a result, they were really, really edited out of the show and the timing of it with the premiere coming out. It's really complicated conversation. It's conversation that a lot of us don't know necessarily how to handle, but I think it's, it's important conversation. And I think it's also, it can become so provocative and talking about it in a way that I think is not helpful which makes me leery about how this would go if it was used for the show. I just really genuinely hope, again, in a way that is not intended to be Pollyanna, but just really real that whomever was affected by this, obviously Caroline, and I don't know what's going on with Brandy and how she was potentially affected with what she is saying allegedly took place. But I just, this is not, this is not, it is not... Ideally, there are parameters that are put in place as a result of this, not just with ensuring that that doesn't happen, but with understanding the relationship between producers and the cast and what is considered entertainment. And I think Bravo and Peacock does not have a great track record with that. And that's an argument that's been made against the Housewives universe at varying points. But throughout nothing history. has ever to this level before, right? I mean, to that, this that's level, come out. I mean, I mean, again, like circling back to the question of addiction and how that's discussed and yeah. used as entertainment, there have been pretty grave conversations that have taken place. I yeah. don't know of anything specific to but, this. But I mean, addiction is a gray area because, mm-hmm. you know, lots of people who are not alcoholics drink, you know, and so it's. I think that there's um, a socially acceptable Mm. and sort of celebrated even abuse of alcohol and drugs Mm. that for many people is not dangerous the way it is for an addict. And then it's someone's only own responsibility to diagnose themselves as an addict. And so, you know, I, I don't believe I have the right to say anyone is an addict, you know? Um, And, so in a way, it's sort of like a loophole because it's like the producers can encourage the ladies to drink and loosen up and like do whatever. And then, you know, and they've, this has been talked about, right? But like, so then I still don't really hold them responsible when some of the cast members are addicts who then maybe have like done that. Although maybe if there's a text message of them saying to Kim Richards, make sure you have your Chardonnay, that doesn't look so good. But, you know, I there, there's a whole spectrum of where they were encouraged to drink, you know, so we don't know where that fell specifically, but still it's, um, 
you could defend it in a way you could not defend encouraging somebody to cross someone else's physical boundaries, you know? Yeah, but I think it also does just get into the idea of what what the boundaries are in producing entertainment and what is entertainment. Yeah. Like that's the argument that people could make about behaviors during Ultimate Girls Trip season two of like, at what point is this delivering? And the environment, especially with binge drinking, definitely certainly on New York, got to a point where it was uh, distracting for people yeah. because it was seen as this is how a person delivers is to drink to excess and that can become really dark. And that's also, it's a really great point. And I'm very appreciative for your perspective as someone in recovery, because I think there is, I cannot believe we've been recording for 16 hours, but like, (laughs) but it's an important conversation. And to me, selfishly, it's uh, a really interesting one. And I think it also goes to like the ways that we want to identify someone potentially as having um, an issue relating to addiction as a way to possibly help them. But that can also be harmful. Like, and the ways that we might look at someone as having hit bottom, but they might not identify as that, like, and also the ways that a person, because of maybe their own um, journey and experience with addiction might uh, enable a person or aspire a person to want to help someone by identifying them as having a problem. And also the ways that those conversations are used terribly and sometimes irresponsibly by the network for storyline and plot. Like it's, it's, it's difficult. It's like something sweet Chan is going to deal with. I mean, at varying levels in ways that make me kind of nervous for her on next season of Orange County. Like there's going to be a conversation because of her arrest, because of, um, you know, what transpired before and after. I think it's, it's a tough conversation. It's one that has been really specific to New York for several years. And it's, it's one that's going to continue. And it's, you know, we kind of sometimes stumble our way through it because that is sometimes life. Yeah. It's very hard to come from anyone, but the person themselves, you know, I mean, at least Luann had going for her that even though she might not have been ready to address that herself, Mm. at least it was coming from the law and not from castmates. Yeah. You know, Um, I mean, look how Dorinda has bristled, you know, even when someone, people could just think it and Dorinda gets defensive, you know? And, um, and of course it's a complicated situation because many of them are drinking to excess. So it's always feels hypocritical no matter who says it. Mm. It's so tough. I'm I'm really, really appreciative for your thoughts on it. And I think it's just, you know, four is four also known as five is just like what a fucking shit show. But also, you know, let's let's see what happens. Let's see what decisions are made. I have heard very different things from people who are like, I have the tea, here's what's happening. I have the tea, here's what's I'm, happening. I'm glad I don't know anything. It doesn't even matter because it's just di- totally diametrically opposed information. <laughs> that also might be because the situation is really fluid. And, and open to interpretation. Too. Not even open to interpretation, but open to the network, streamer, whatever, to change its mind. Right. Like they might be pushing forward with the intention to air this or not, but be in a position where they potentially potentially could, they might have completed episodes or not. I really have no idea. Oh, you're talking about Morocco. Yeah, sorry. Oh, oh I thought you meant the rest of the season of No, 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 no. This. New York is yeah. in the can. New York is like yeah. is doing its best. Yeah. Uh is doing well. But yeah, Morocco, I think I don't I don't know that a decision has been made. Oh wow. I thought which I is wild. You. Yeah. 
So who knows? Who knows what's yeah. going to happen? But um, Ben Rimmelauer, we've been recording for literally over three hours. Next year, 2026, Next we will year, talk about Paris and we'll Love. We'll talk about Paris and Love. It has been such a thrill to have you such back. Such a thrill to have myself back. <laughs> you are and a little bit of a provocateur, which I find fascinating. I mean, I, you, you are. More today than ever before, I think. Truly more today than ever before. You know what? It's funny because usually... I think because I've always been team Kyle, mm. I felt really liberated to say something. I wasn't even necessarily, I certainly wasn't thinking it was the whole story, mm-hmm. but I felt really free to like sort of pontificate like an angle. Mm-hmm. It's not even the way I think. I usually take people at face value. I mm-hmm. don't ever think anybody's lying, even when it's obvious. But I felt because I just feel so team Kyle, like to a fault, I've like defended her even when she's been in the wrong. Yeah. So I just felt really free to just like Last speculate sort of like mm. carelessly. And then uh, then I had to like defend it, you know. Well, I mean, listen, people have different takes and they're received in different ways. Yeah. And we're just at the end of the day, what do we know? We're Listen, just watching we're just the Andy's show. Girls. We're just a couple of Andy's girls just making our way through life. Okay. Right. One cackle at a time. Ben Rimmelauer, tell the AGs where they can follow you on social, all that and more. Follow me at Ben Rimmelauer across <laughs> all social media and come see the show I directed at the Green Room 42, yes. Mamie Paris and Surrender and Andrew Hoodwerber Thrill Ride in January and February. And listen to my podcast, Giants in the Sky, how Sondheim and Levine went into the woods wherever podcasts do be. And also shout out to... Um, Bravo fans, they might be interested in John Arthur Hill's yes, next yes, show Yes, monthly at residency at the Green Room 42. Is it mo- a monthly residency? Yes, it is. Oh my God, I don't and know. And you know who else is coming up at the Green Room while we're plugging? Who? Nikki and Donna from the Madonna concerts. Nikki and Donna from Truth or Dare. That's some overlap with Bravo for sure. Oh, wait, Truth or Dare is in the documentary? Yeah, like Nikki and Donna, like her backup singers. Whoa. Yeah. When was the last time they worked with her? When was the last time Madonna worked with herself? Uh, Madonna's on tour right now. I, I just know. saw her. Oh, did you like it? She's no Liza. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Madonna with an M. Um, when was the last time they worked with her? Um, I think they've recorded with her more recently Great. than toured with her. I think okay. it's been like 10 years since they were toured with Honestly, her. Honestly, I haven't seen that doc in a minute. But if you haven't seen Truth or Dare, my God, it run to it. Up. It's That is very important in terms of like concert documentaries in terms of a conversation around lgbtq issues you could argue it's the precursor to the whole bravo multiverse well precursor though but i mean you could maybe you don't get to bravo uh oh without andy's world without uh possible truth or dare yeah it's possible 100 percent um Fuck, I saw some video of the... Uh, she lives in the area. I walked by her. Madge? And, mm-hmm. And I was walking by her. This isn't like... I'm not speaking out of school. You, if you Google her address, you'll know it. But I was walking by her to run a quick errand, and I did not see her face, and I literally only saw the color of the hair and the way she was walking, and I said, Madonna. And then wow. within, I took a... But, but just very... On the DL, she was like in between two maybe members of security, possibly. And I um, sent a photo to her friend. I was like, Madonna... And which is not something that New, York, New Yorkers ever do. And the only reason I did Madonna's it was Madonna's in a class by her. Absolutely. And the only reason I did it was because she absolutely did not see me doing it. But I was like right in front of right behind her. It was honestly, I think a sweatsuit. And I think she had orange hair maybe. But then I sent it to a friend. And then hours later, there were paparazzi pictures of her in that exact outfit. And I was like, I told you it's Madonna. But I also saw Michael Caine in Miami oh, wait, one this time. This is when she was like recovering from the before, medical stuff. Before the medical stuff. Oh, oh, oh. And I also saw my, uh, Michael Caine one time in Miami, and I recognized him by the back of his head. 
And I said to You're my mom, dead. that's Michael Caine. Because I have I grew up on people.com. So I, I can know. I, I saw, what's the name of Bruce Bozzi? I saw in the in the area one time, I recognized by the back of his head, which is so embarrassing. I always see celebrities, but then I see it's not really them. I also always see people I know, like not famous people, just friends. And I'll mm. be like, Sarah. <laughs> I'm very into that. Listen, we have to wrap. I don't even remember what I talked about, but follow me on Instagram and threads at Dean Galley. Join the Andy Scrolls Patreon at patreon.com slash Andy Scrolls for exclusive bonus episodes. And thanks to Ben Rimmelauer for literally recording for 18 hours today. I have now recorded full recording. You've had a long day. Not editing. Six hours. Too six much. hours? Wow. Oh, five? I, math is hard. Five hours. That's a lot. That's a lot of straight recording. Yeah, I'm about to eat a cheesecake. <laughs> I really need to go lay down for several Surely. years. But um, this was such a delightful ride. Thank you so much for being so generous with your time Feliz and energy. Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Hanukkah. Happy New Year. Happy holidays. Um, happy just getting through the day. Um, what a unique journey. <laughs> this episode let alone this year has been um thanks to all of you for listening i don't even know when this is going up so like if it's around new year's <laughs> it'll be before the next episode of girls trip Best so wishes. thanks thanks to i don't even know what what day it is but if this is around the time in which we reflect <laughs> over the end of the year at hour 15 today it thanks to all of you for for supporting andy's girls and for listening this year maybe years prior hopefully years to come and um have a happy healthy safe uh new year have some apples and honey or whatever and we will chat with you soon bye-bye